Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast with Jennifer Glass, McCrane, and Patricia Rosatello. And we are your business strategists. We come to you every week with amazing ideas, solutions, uh, topics of conversation, all designed to ultimately help you increase your bottom line, increase your business, increase the business value. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to what it is that you have got in your business and what it is that you are doing in your business. So today's topic, though, is business plans. What the heck is a business plan? Why do I need it? What do I do with it? And where the flip am I going to ever use it? So let's get started. How many of you have ever built a home without a set of blueprints? How many of you would ever drive cross country without a map or a GPS? How many of you would ever think about putting together Ikea furniture without at least looking at the picture of what it is that you're looking at to put together. God knows I suck at putting together Ikea furniture. That's why I threw it out. I am definitely the wrong one to do that. But a business plan though is really, really important. It is your business's foundation. And for those of you that think, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna create a business plan and I'm gonna throw it in the drawer and maybe 10 years later, I'll take a look at it. Please don't. You know, you may have created a business plan because you went for a loan. You may have created a business plan because you were looking at doing something with what it was that you're doing. But here's the deal about a business plan. It's a living, breathing document that tells you what to do in the event that you need to make a pivot in your business, in the event that you're going down a direction that you weren't sure you wanted to go down gives you a direction when people come to you and say, hey, we want you to expand into this area. Well, does it fit with what your business was originally designed to do? Is there a complementary offering? Or is it something that is going to completely erode the value in terms of what I'm looking at? Now, Daniel and Patricia, you guys deal with businesses all of the time, also startups, existing businesses, what do you say to them when you ask about business plans? Do you ask about business plans? Go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead, Daniel. I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> I have seen a few business plans from clients, prospects in the past. And, um, one in particular, he made me sign an NDA so I wouldn't share it with anybody. And I looked at it and I thought, well, there's nothing in here that, you know, is really secret sauce that somebody could copy. His business was him. Um, you know, and he had, he had some unique marketing strategies, which were great. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> All right. No, but he had a business plan. You know, he did have a business key. plan. Yes. You know, I'll tell you, I very often, you know, one of my businesses is payment processing, right? Uh, credit card processing, things along those lines. And very often I start working with people as startups, 
they come to me, they tell me they're brand new. So I ask them when I'm going through the application to get them set up to accept credit cards as a form of payment, I ask them this very important question. How much do you anticipate processing? Sometimes I get, I have no idea. So then I ask them, I say, tell me what your business plan says. Don't tell me what it says month one, month two. Tell me six months out. Tell me a year out. What is that number? Well, why is that number important? Because if you can't forecast what your business is going to be doing, how do you know what your goals are? Right? So many of us think goals are something that we only come up with December 31st. That way, our New Year's resolution, we have a goal that we're ultimately going to be breaking by January 7th. Right. I mean, most people, I forgot what the statistic is, but most people fail within the first week on what their New Year's resolution is. In business, you know, one of the things you have to do is you have to have a goal. You have to actually voice your goal and you have to put it out there and you have to be held accountable. Right. Accountability groups, accountability partners are great for that reason. And full disclosure, Daniel and Patricia and I are in our own accountability group. We three hold each other accountable in terms of what we are looking at in our respective businesses. And when it comes down to what is it that you're doing in your business? What is it that you're looking at from, you know, you're taking your uh, business plan, right? Or you're taking a goal. Forget the business plan for a second. You're taking a goal and you're saying, I want 30 new clients this month. Okay. Now, if I say it to myself, I want 30 new clients this month, that's great. But that's not going to get me anywhere because who knows that's my goal, right? I have to share it out loud. I have to write it down. And I need SMART goals, right? We've all heard that term, specific, measurable, attainable, right? We have to know what it is that we are actually going against to make sure that we can get there. So if that 30 new client goal, what does that actually mean though, right? Do I want to take every and any client or am I looking at a dollar amount that I really want that that 30 clients is supposed to get me, right? If I say that my average client is worth $500, as an example, lifetime value, would I want to go for those $200 clients that are going to cause me 80% of those headaches? Or would I want to go for the $1,000 clients that are going to cause me many fewer headaches and produce much more value? So if I go for the 1,000, I don't have to go for 30 clients. I can go for 15 if I know I'm looking for that same dollar amount, right? And so when it comes to those goals, you need to know what you're going to do. And so when you back into your revenue numbers that are in your business plan, what do you do? You look at how many clients do I need to get to that number? And then you start figuring it out. But when I'm talking with clients on the payment processing side and I'm asking, hey, tell me more in terms of your revenue numbers. So many times I have no idea. I didn't get that far. Well, and I have to, by the way, say, you know, and Daniel, Patricia and I can all help you come up with a business plan, but I'm going to give you guys listening an unbelievably amazing, amazing free resource. And I don't mean to take money away from you guys, but the Small Business Development Center 
there's a small business development center in all 50 states in the United States. And there may be a couple in international markets as well, where foreign governments realize the value of small businesses and they have those services available. But here in the United States, and I happen to be an ambassador for the small business development center myself, the small business development center can work with you and help you create a business plan that works for your business, right? So many people will say, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to create a business plan for you. Who knows your business better than you though, right? When you work with the SBDC, they will have you give the actual numbers that go into the system. They will have you enter all of the specifics that have to be involved because if I create a business plan for you, I don't know your business. I only know what you tell me, but I'm not in your mind to really understand what it is that you're trying to do. What is it that you're trying to get at? So a business plan, like we said before, is your foundation, is your blueprint for your house. Like Daniel, you have blueprints for leadership development. I do, yes. If you are trying to be a leader and you don't have a blueprint for moving forward, where do you go? Exactly. If you don't have that plan, how you're going to handle it. And I, I focus a lot on positions, uh, people who are coming into that new role. I have seen way too many leaders crash and burn and take down a whole department with them Aww. because there was no plan in place. There was no support structure. Uh, so a, a blueprint, a great example of why I have something in place. And you talk about the teams and the structure of an architect. And you have to consider the same thing for whether it's your or whether it's your business. Have that plan, figure the support structure to be, and get everything laid out on paper. Jennifer, I'm actually really glad that you threw out the idea of the uh, small business. Is that me? So sorry. <laughs> Hoping that didn't come through on <laughs> the computer there. Sorry when you're about doing that. live things, you <laughs> never know what's going to end up happening. Exactly. As long as the dog doesn't bark, the phone doesn't <laughs> ring, you know, you got a little ding, you got a little ding. So back anyway, to so what I was saying. So SBDC. small business, uh, SBDC about a business plan. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, I happen to be a little bit of a contrarian when it comes to business planning, uh, writing out business plans, which I know is strange because I am that kind of a person who likes to look forward, figure out what the goal is, what's our target, what are the exact little steps that are going to take us to get there. But at another uh, podcast where we just have minimum viable product, which sometimes means uh, what it take just to get your business launched. And do you need that 300 or 3,000 page business plan to launch your small business? Maybe you do something on the back of a napkin. However, I will balance that and say you still have to have a target. What is your goal business? What do you hope to get out of it? How are you going to sell? What are you going to sell? What are those numbers going to be? But maybe you can write it on a napkin instead of paying someone. I know people who charge $1,000 to write a business plan. Right. But that's, that's if you're going to take it. To, exactly. Yeah. So the SBDC is a great place to go. It's a great place to begin. You just plug in those numbers, spits out your business plan, and you don't need a multi-page doc that you are going 
on multi-millions of dollars of loans to be able to launch your business. And very few businesses need something that extravagant. The SBDC would be just fine. <laughs> right. And the key thing, by the way, with the SBDC, just quickly talking about that with the business plans, when you do work with them and you go to one of their SBA lenders, because the SBDC helped you with the business plan, you're more likely going to be in a better position for a loan, assuming all of the other C's stand out, your credibility, your character, your creditworthiness and everything. All of those pieces, um, if you come through the SBDC to the SBA is much better than if you go straight to an SBA lender on your own, because you don't necessarily know what's coming through there because the SBDC is doing the work with you to make sure that you do have that success uh, from the start, you know, but like Daniel, you were just saying, like we talked about last time with the MVP, it is important to know what your minimum viable product is, what you're looking at to get started. Do you absolutely need that business plan before you start selling a product? No. Right. But at some point though, you do in the beginning want to say, this is, where I need to be in my business. Even if, mm -hmm. like you said, on the back of a napkin, it's a really informal thing that says, this is what my business is about. I am selling trinkets in this retail shop, right? So if I am selling a, let's just say housewares, right? I'm not going to go into selling guns because housewares and guns don't often go hand in hand. Right now, if I was selling in the 1800s out West and I was in a general store, yes, guns and housewares totally went hand in hand because there was only one store usually in the, in the town. Right. So everything was being bought from there. But in today's market, though, that's not happening. And so what you want is that plan that's going to say, this is what I am going to be doing. This is like Daniel was saying. I am going to be having X dollars anticipated, right? Because you're looking at potentially hiring people, right? Even if you're hiring at minimum wage and depending where you are in the country, minimum wage is anywhere from $8 to $15 an hour, right? Think about that. If I need to pay someone at $15 an hour, how many widgets do I need to sell to pay that person $15 an hour, plus whatever benefits I have to attribute to that person who's working for me. So that has to be part of your business plan and you need to be thinking about it. And you know, one of the reasons that so many small businesses ultimately go out of business is because they're undercapitalized. They don't know what they don't know. They don't have mentors that they can go to to ask they don't have relationships with banks and other informal advisory boards that can give them the guidance that they need. I don't know about YouTube, but I know that I serve as an advisor on quite a few different um, boards to help people get to where they need to be. You know, I mentor uh, several people in terms of, well, yeah, you know, I can show you how to get here to here, you know, as part of my pro bono work that I do with some clients, you know, just like attorneys, we've all got our stuff that we're doing, but 
if you don't have that business plan, if you don't have that starting point of, I'm not going to go this direction because I can only go in this direction, that's at least a plan, right? I think we can all agree that would be a plan, right? Sure. Yep, definitely. So Patricia, let me ask you, I know that one of the things that a colleague of yours keeps saying is people don't only go out of business because they are underfunded and all of those things, undercapitalized. Let's chime in on that one for a moment because that's going to go back to planning and how that's so important in business. It does. It does. And you know, when you're just starting out, if you're just a micro solo person working from home, you probably don't need an accountant. If you're running an actual business, like we were talking about brick and mortar, you absolutely need one. And one of the things that you need your accountant to help you with is not just, you know, uh, keeping the books and, and doing your taxes. You, you, I mean, you need that help too, but you need to be able to sit down with them and talk about your plans for your business. Specifically things like, should I buy this new truck now or should I wait? Um, should I be buying lots of inventory or am I going to have to, you know, hang on to some of this cash in order to pay taxes later? Um, things of that nature. They're going to be able to advise you given your cash flow, your business plan, um, a few other factors. They're going to be able to advise you how to invest your money into whatever, really. Um, and help you not make mistakes that will sink you. <laughs> and that's exactly the point. When you have the right partners that are working with you, the right informal advisory board, it doesn't have to be a formal advisory board. You know, the informal advisory board is perfect for so many people. And, you know, for those of you that are listening, you want to really have a couple of people that are on your advisory board. And that is going to include having a, uh, having an insurance person, because you don't want a situation where when somebody comes in and all of a sudden there's a flood in the basement, now I need an insurance issue, right? You want to have someone guiding you before you want to have that accountant because when you're talking about what you're doing, you don't want to be surprised with accountants who are going to be saying, well, yeah, you should have talked to me beforehand because now all of a sudden what I'm doing is, I don't know, you know, you want to know what that tax ramification is going to be like as you're moving forward. You mm -hmm. want a banker that is going to be there because a banker is going to tell you, yeah, I have access to funding when necessary, as opposed to after you want an attorney who's going to be there. Why? Because you don't want an, a legal issue to come up if you don't know how to handle it before. Right. There's a couple of these kinds of people who you want on your team beforehand in terms of moving forward. And when we're looking at what it is that we're doing, when we're looking at what it is that we need to be doing, an accountant like Patricia was saying is going to be extremely important 
in terms of what we're doing, in terms of where we need to go, in terms of all of those different pieces, because that's what's going to be really, really key in terms of getting us to move forward. So when you think about that in your business, think about that, think about your business plan and make sure that you do have those key people that are going to make a difference in your advisory board as we're moving forward. And um, while we're wrapping up, uh, Patricia, do you have any final thoughts on business plans and planning in general in terms of business? You know, get somebody to help you. Find somebody that can help you put together even just a one-page business plan. Now, and a one-page business plan is good because it's not so overly elaborate that you can't follow it. But it's specific, it's specific enough that you know where you're going. Right. And uh, Daniel had to, unfortunately, uh, step away from the rest of our program today. So on behalf of Daniel McCrane and... Patricia Rosatello. Thank you. <laughs> Took a second. I don't remember her name. Got to check the back of her shirt. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it says. I am Jennifer Glass. And remember, we are your business growth uh, strategists and consultants. We are here every week for you, coming at you with amazing, amazing programs, ideas, nuggets, and uh, friends, if you heard one nugget today, please let us know. Like us, tell your friends about us, share the information with others that you know, that you care about, that you love, because at the end of the day, we're all in this together as our businesses can grow. Even if it's your competition, we're really not competing for the same dollar. We're competing against different customers because we're not all going to get the exact same types of customers. Daniel, Patricia, and I are all business growth strategists and coaches. We work with all you small businesses out there, but it doesn't mean that each one of you are going to be our ideal client. And so we all understand the value that it's co-competition, it's collaborative competition. And so even if you share a nugget that you heard today, share it with people that you know that are in similar spaces as you, because they may hear something different than you do. And if you re-listen to each of these episodes, you're probably going to pick up on something new, a different nuance from what we talked about on the program. How many times do you realize you listen to something and you read something and you see a completely different idea you didn't get the time before? The first time you're getting it for the overall picture, second time you're going in, you're getting a little bit more of the backstory, why we talked about what we talked about. Third time you're getting into that ninja ideas that we mentioned that you didn't even realize we mentioned a ninja idea as we were talking. And there's a lot of these different things that are going to be happening. So listen, like us, tell your friends about us. And till next time, again, this is Jennifer and Patricia and Daniel. We thank you so much for coming on the program, listening to us today. And please let us know what else you have uh, that you want us to talk about. If there are specific questions, please let us know. That's what we're in the game for. We're all about helping you, helping the uh, small business community uh, not only survive, but thrive 
whether it's good economic cycles, bad economic cycles, it really doesn't matter. Please let us know. Again, thank you so much for listening.